ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Peter Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the MegaCast. What's up, Uncle Ted? Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello, Father Steve. <laughs> How's Uncle Ted doing over there? <laughs> Just going to play into this, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Megacast. We appreciate it. Ted, yeah. it's good to see you, my friend. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, you know, we're brothers. Yes. No, we're married, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> We're married, we're brothers, we're everything. It's nice that people are congratulating you on the birth of my child. Yeah, exactly. Or on the upcoming birth. Uh, the upcoming birth of your child. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the conception of a child. I don't even know what the hell to call it. Baby <laughs> on the way. Before we turn these mics on, I went, Steve, you and your wife had sex. You're having a baby. Right. People keep congratulating me. Well, you know, you were a big part of it. I'm like, well, maybe yeah. they think we joke about being married. Maybe they think you're the one who got pregnant. Yeah, right? Or maybe I'm just the third third wheel. He's in there. Ted helped out. He pushed. Yeah, it's like a cam-am. Yep. He's like, right right before our things were supposed to get explosive, Ted just bear-hugged us both. <laughs> that was a really weird visual. <laughs> maybe I should edit that, that out. so awful. I mean, I, there's no chance you're performing. There's no chance you would still want to. And it, honestly, it just makes me the super creep. He's just lying to the left of us in the bed, petting Lulu. Lulu, <laughs> leave him alone. Go, go get Russell Wilson. <laughs> or no, is it Marshawn? Yeah, she's got both. Yeah. And she's got Blitz the Seahawk. Oh, yeah. Go get Blitz. Yeah, go get Blitz. We'll yeah. play with Blitz. <laughs> go play with, play with Scooby-Doo. You guys don't mind. I'm going to draw a bath while you're uh, making this baby. Because yeah. <laughs> we all live together. It's this really weird dynamic that we have with Ted. Yeah. It's cool, though. It works out well for all of us. Well, that, Ted. Oh, I don't even know where to start, my man. <laughs> I'm tired today. Yesterday, yeah. I didn't do the MIGS cast because my voice was blown out from this past weekend. I uh, did ring announcing for Defy for two straight nights, and I, I just don't I, don't, I don't, I'm not good with vocal control. I get too excited. It's hard not to as well. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm doing the cage sport MMA. But, right, but with cage sport too, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm hyping the crowd, but I'm not like... Like with yours, I mean, not only are you like the ring announcer, but you're kind of like the, you're orchestrating some of the excitement as well. Yeah. So you got, like, you've got to yell. I got to get people pumped up. So the yeah. first night, you know, everything's great. Blow the voice out. All right. Next day. I, I thought maybe this was a Slipknot thing. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the next night, it's gone. I'm like using throw coat. I mean, I barely got through. I started off like, I'm, and my voice was hoarse right from the beginning. Like, I'm sorry, guys, but I blew my voice out last night. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the more you talk, the the kind of like the stronger it gets a little bit. So then I got a little nice one. Yeah. <laughs> I fall apart here, Steve. All right, man, you and me both. <laughs> Next one. It's, by the end of the night, it's gone again. And then Sunday, I made a trek to Vancouver. If we have time, we'll talk about that for was a day. Was the crowd kind of the same for both? Crowd nights? was nuts. Both nights was nuts. It was one of the most fun, and I got I got I mixed it up in the ring on uh, Saturday I night. I saw that. I saw that. Me and uh, Randy Myers and Shaft went head to head with the modern day savages. That Randy Myers guy scares me with that makeup. Yeah, yeah. He's a good kisser. Don't worry though. Yeah, right. You can hang out with me and Lulu. <laughs> yeah, he could he could join in on all the fun. You guys could all help me raise my future child. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot of fun, but my weekend was rough. So Tuesday, man, I. I barely got through the show, and I was just like, guys, I can't do the mix cast. And I didn't even know if I was going to be able to do this one. But when you texted me, I'm like, I feel like it's going to be all right. All then right. Last night, do the stage announcement, blow my voice out again. <laughs> 
can't you can't hear anything on stage. So like you're you're I'm like, is this on? And everyone's like, yeah, but I can't hear sh- stuff. Yeah. And blow my voice out while Danny's next to me. This morning, I thought for sure, I'm like, here we go again. And everything feels pretty good. It's not 100%, right. but it's a lot better. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm happy to be here with you. Good. And meanwhile, you're like on the other end. I know. You're, I'm looking at you like, can you hear me? I'm like, did you just hear my stomach? I'm like, I'm clinching. Steve, I might have to go poop again. <laughs> this is going to be a short episode of the Megacast. Yeah, man. I, I, do we dare do push-ups? I don't know if we should push you into that situation. I, I'm not going to do a push-up. I'm going to crap my pants if I do a push-up. <laughs> Literally, I have not been able to fart for two and a half days now because of the fear of crapping my pants. What happened? I don't. I think I have a stomach virus or something. I thought it was just a bad combination of hungover foods on Sunday, right? So all Sunday night, this is what I'm doing: just watery, watery diarrhea. Oh my gosh! And then Monday at work, I'm just like drinking soup and get home. We're and like, both falling apart. Yeah, like I was wearing a Monday was warm out. I was wearing a hoodie all day, like shivering. So then I get home. I was like, I just eat a plain like. Turkey sandwich. Yeah. Right? Drink some Pepto, go to bed. Mm, yesterday, turkey and Pepto. Oh. It's like Thanksgiving all over again. <laughs> I know. And then yesterday, I just had like some bananas. Kind of, I was like, I'll take it light. Then I, and then I was like, oh, I'm back. So I went out with a buddy, had a chicken wrap, some salad, a couple beers. Woke up this morning again, just feeling awful. See? Yeah, I think I'm back. I blow my voice out. You think you're back. You blow your toilet out. Oh. <laughs> Literally, I won't lie to you. Look, full disclosure, like the poops I had this morning that I'm going to have to go do again, I was like, I, I can't, like this can't happen on Saturday of pain. No. Especially, no. we didn't even have a freaking porta potty down at the downstairs this year. For some reason, they forgot our porta potty. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh. It was a, yeah. I mean, luckily they had that other bathroom with the shower, but at first they weren't even letting us use that because, you know, sometimes it takes forever to convince management that, you know, we're not here to make their lives miserable. We're here to work together. Yeah. You know, sometimes that happens. It's just, it, it, they just don't know what to expect whenever they come and do radio festivals. So it's always like this first couple of hours proving to them that we are a well-oiled machine, which we are, thankfully. And shout out to our promotions department, everyone behind the scenes that proves them wrong every time. But I can understand that they come into these a little skeptical because they do some of these festivals and some radio stations just aren't as buttoned up as we are. And right. that's not and us as on-air people. I'm talking about us the people behind the scenes. Yeah, and everybody we work with knows, like, right? Like, you, you can't, you're not going to bug anybody back there. No. You know? No. So why don't we just jump right into a TED Talk? I don't want you to crap your pants. All right. All right. You ready for this one? I don't know, Steve. I don't know. Actually, no. Not at all. No, we, don't, we don't need to do a TED Talk. I have nothing written. I got one. All we'll right. Do a Steve Talk. Do a Steve right? Talk. Ted Steve Talk. Starring Steve. 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 Ted, Steve, I've taken a page out of your book, all right, and I stepped out of my comfort zone. What'd you do, Steve? Today's Steve talk slash Ted talk, because Ted's too afraid to poop himself, (laughs) is sometimes you're going to doubt yourself. All right. You agree to do something that's out of your comfort zone, then maybe days leading up to it, you start thinking, I shouldn't do it. This is way too out of my comfort zone, and I'm going to make an ass out of myself. All right. I'm interested. So I agreed to go to a big student show put on by ECCW. It's a Canadian wrestling promotion, place where Becky Lynch got her start. 
place where the, some of the Iconics got their start. All right. Kyle O'Reilly from uh, NXT got nice. his start. Maybe not their starts, but definitely got their feet wet in the world of professional wrestling at ECCW. It's a, it's a well-respected Canadian wrestling promotion out of Vancouver. Shout out to everybody there. Randy Myers wrestles there. Nicole Matthews, Tony Baroni, Artemis Spencer. Oh, yeah. The list goes on and on. Beef Boy. Beef Boy. Love Beef Boy. Shout out to Beef Boy. Judas Icarus. I can just keep listening to people. Travis Williams. I think I will. <laughs> Eli Surge. <laughs> Cat Power. They're all awesome. Well, anyways, these are some of my favorite wrestlers, and they've become friends over time. I got invited to show up to where, like, their students, guys that are just finally getting to the point where they could have matches, have a student match where they perform a match in front of the guys that are and the gals that are on the roster. All right. They do it at their gym, which is just like this warehouse. It's so cool. You feel like you're in some like weird fight club, like just big giant cement walls, bunch of taken apart rings that they rent out from time to time. And then they have a ring set up in there. I should find a picture just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about. I love this music. <laughs> it is epic. It's truly the epicest. Um, and there we go. Here's a good picture. Gives you an idea of what it looked like there. Oh, dope. Right. Yeah. So what happens is get there before a certain time and you can have a match and they'll set it up that day. You don't know who you're going to wrestle. It's just going to be you against one of the students. And I got the invite. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. All right. Well, leading up to it, I'm just like, I'm in over my head. The people who come out of the ECCW dojo are super well-trained, really good at what they do. And I start doubting myself. And I'm like, all right, man, I can't, I can't, I can't hang with these guys. You know, they're, they're all really good. The people that, and so I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do it. Drive all the way there to Vancouver and make an ass out of myself. Crossing a border to make an ass? Yeah, not the first, won't be the last. Well, Ted, I did it. And it went great. Awesome. Dude, it went freaking, I don't need this music anymore. It went freaking awesome. <laughs> so, like, get there. Shout out to uh, Miles DeVille and Grant Sale. They were the two guys I was paired up with. We had a triple threat match. Added to my stress level because I'm like, I've never had a triple threat match. I've never been a part of one. I don't even know how to put together one. And they're relatively new as well. Like, I think uh, Grant may have, like, 30 or so matches. And I think maybe uh, Miles as well has about that. But I'm like... Getting super intimidated. I'm like, these guys, they, they're, they're good wrestlers, and I don't want to make a fool out of myself with them, you know? Yeah. So I start getting, I just want to make sure I got Miles. I, I believe it was Miles DeVille. I don't want to screw it up. Miles. I thought it was. Man, I suck, Ted. <laughs> it was Miles. It's Miles DeVille. Why did I doubt myself? That is the point right, of this uh, talk. Steve talk. I just doubted myself, and I proved myself wrong again. I am right. I You're proved right. myself wrong by being right. Steve is right. I need to stop doubting myself. That's the whole point of the TED Talk. Thank you very much. Yeah, Steve's always right. It went really well, dude. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> the match went really well. Obviously, we received a lot of cr constructive criticism, but we also received a lot of great feedback, and All right. I got a lot of messages from some of their trainers, just like, hey, please keep coming back. Like, we oh, really, no kidding. We enjoyed having you here, and you did a great job, and everybody really enjoyed having your, you around. So that was so awesome. So when you do like that, are you yelling at them as much as you would like when you're in... Like, no. Do you do like the match like the same way? Yeah, we treat everyone goes like gears up. If you're relatively new, like you don't have gear, you try to do your best to look, you know, the part. Like All Miles right. and, and, and Grant both have gear and they're, you know, they've been wrestling and, and performing in Vancouver. So that's all set up. But I was a face. 
So I'm not going out there as a jerk. I was the good oh. guy. Oh, all right. Miles was kind of the in-between guy, the tweener, and then Grant was the bad guy. And, dude, we, f- we put on a super fun match. Uh, I, ble- I-, I got my lip popped open. I was bleeding in the match. Oh, nice. Took a code breaker right to the face. What's that, like a forearm? That's um, Chris Jericho's <laughs> finisher, one of his finishers, where he kind of jumps up. And pulls your head down and knees you in the face. All right. Well, all I got right. a little aggressive. I wanted it to look real, so I made it real. <laughs> Busted the lip, huh? To the point where all the workers, because the workers know when you do things right or wrong, yeah. or when things really connect or don't, the minute it happened, I heard the entire gym go, oh. <laughs> like, that's going to hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, I taste blood instantly. Like, my mouth is just bleeding on the inside. But that's worse. not too bad, though. No, no stitches or it, nothing. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> whatever. I'm a tough wrestler, Ted. You are, man. You know what's funny? Through your wrestling career, I've noticed it's your mouth that takes the severe beating. It does. Like you're bite biting a tongue. tongue. You're busted lips. Once in a while, you have a black eye. But it seems like your mouth is just taking a... A fat ass Brutal. mouth is taking it, man. Isolate that. <laughs> yeah, right. Fat ass mouth is just taking it. Yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. So shout out to Miles Deville, Grant Sale, everybody over at uh, ECCW. It was surreal getting to wrestle in front of people that I'm a fan of, that I'm also friends with, but I'm also a big fan of like Artie and Nicole Matthews, yeah. Cat Power and, and, and Tony Baroni and all them. And then for them to, a lot of them have never seen me wrestle. So the look of like a pleasant surprise on their face, like, oh crap. This went a lot better than we expected on season. <laughs> and that might be why I got so many compliments, because they probably thought, wow, this is going to be awkward. <laughs> right, because most of them just know you from being the ring announcer, yes, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So it was cool, man. I had a lot of fun, and I was really glad I didn't listen to that part of my brain that was starting to doubt why I should do something like this. Yeah. So that's my Steve talk. Don't doubt yourself. And if you do, still push through it. That was not a good thing to say when you're battling yeah, stomach I was like, issues. I'm sorry, man. Can you give me five minutes? Why don't we take a break? All right. You know what? Why don't we... <laughs> let's let's throw in our interview. Uh, I did an interview with Volbeat. I put right, it in the grass. Right. So why don't I throw that in right now? All right. Uh, we'll listen to that. And when we come back, hopefully Ted will be back. Yes. I'll be back from the bathroom, and I promise. And he'll be finished pooping. When the, let me pull it up. Hold on. I'll Look set it up. time today. I'm taking the time to... No. Fifth. Yeah, so, oh yeah, yeah, go poop. All right, we'll be back. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, so here's our chat with Rob Caggiano and Michael Polson from Volbeat at, backstage at Pain in the Grass. <laughs> there goes Ted. What's up, everybody? My name is Steve Miggs. Thank you for coming to our backstage barbecue. What an awesome day here at Pain in the Grass, and I'm very excited to welcome from Volbeat, we've got Rob and Michael. How's it going? I'm great, man. I'm stoked to talk to you guys. I, I, last time I saw you, I believe, was with Metallica. And holy crap, that was an insane show at a stadium show. Was there a moment while you're out there, you're like, I can't believe that this is what we get to do? Of course, it's a great feeling. You know, we, we love what we do and the fact that it connects with, with people and they come to the shows and have a great time. And that's obviously a plus. Do you have a moment where you actually thought to yourself, like, I can't, this is insane that this is my life? Uh, I, you know, I would, I would rather rewind and going back to when we were offered many years ago playing with Metallica. That blew my mind because yeah. that there was, I got a phone call from um, one of my friends who were working for Live Nation. His name is Christian. And um, I just thought that he wanted to go out and drink some beers. And then he asked if he wanted to play with Metallica. And I couldn't really figure out if he was joking 
So I said, listen, are you serious here? And said, yeah, 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 no, you're that, you know, the offer is there and, and, and Lars and James really want to bring Volbeat out on this, on this show. And uh, Metallica at that certain time hasn't been in Denmark for 10 years. Right. And I think that's, when was that? I think it was in 2008. So having that call was crazy. And then afterwards, we became so good friends with uh, Metallica that they kept on inviting us on tour with them. Mm -hmm. So going on the first American tour with Metallica, that was crazy. Because, you know, suddenly you, you, know, you have the opportunity to promote your band with the biggest band in the world. And, and Volbeat was absolutely nothing in, in America at that certain time. So you, didn't, you, you can't get better promotion. You know? You're yeah. on the road with your favorite band and you, you get to see how they operate and how they, the big guys are doing it. You know? So that was, that was crazy and we had a lot of uh, fun moments and you know, just to find our place on stage, on the Metallica stage was, was great fun. And uh, later on, you know, they kept on inviting us on, on tour and uh, it's been an amazing trip. Uh, the new record, Rewind, Replay, Rebound, comes out this Friday. Uh, already a few songs have been out there, which is awesome. Thank you so much for giving us a taste of what this record's going to sound like. Just from the get-go, all the songs have like such a, a cool, timeless feel to it. Uh, great swagger and just like a timeless vibe. Like You could hear it you, in any decade and be like, damn, this is just ripping. When you guys were working on the record, is that something that you think about? Or is it just like, you know what, let's just see what sticks and let's just go with it? Uh, the, the thing is, starting writing a record, you know, it... You can have a certain feeling that it's going a certain direction, but then a half year later or a year later, it's, it's going the opposite, you know. So we just kept on writing and writing and working together, working on each other's details and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turned out to be the record that you're talking about. So it's, uh, you know, if you stra play straight from your heart, you cannot really foresee what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just going to be very honest, and that's, that's what it is. The first song on any record is always, for me, it's like the ultimate first impression of what I'm about to expect. And Last Under the Sun is just like, all right, I found my summer jam. This song is just freaking badass. Uh, also, uh, Pelvis on Fire. And it's hilarious going on all these metal websites and seeing the name Elvis being on a metal website. Is that kind of trippy when people are saying, oh, there's an Elvis vibe to the way you're singing on, on, on all these like, different publications that are typically probably never mentioning Elvis ever? You know, since day one, since Volbeat was formed you know uh, it's been obvious that uh i was very much inspired by elvis presley and there's been a lot of inspiration in in the vocals you know uh, rhythm wise by uh, elvis presley so it's you know it's always kind of was stuck to our music no matter what we were doing and you know it's i remember uh, actually that metallica show in, in denmark where hitfield came up and was talking to us and he said Yeah, I heard you guys play some kind of Elvis metal. I think I like it. <laughs> you know, so that, that, you know, that kind of got stuck, you know. And later on, on when we went on the, the American tour, you know, he came into a dressing room. I was sitting with headphones and watching a movie on my laptop. And he looked at John, my drummer, and Anas, our former bass player, and he said, Where is, uh, where's Little E? And the other guys were, who? Little E, where's Little E? Who's Little E? Little Elvis, that's Michael, where is he? <laughs> and, uh, and they were pointing over there where I was sitting with my laptop. And he came in with a painting he bought in the city 
with Elvis Presley. And it says, um, uh, for little E, here's Big E. Thank you very much. You know. <laughs> From, yeah. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for taking a moment out to, to hang out with us. I know you got a million things going on. Uh, I really appreciate it. And the new record, I'm so excited to hear the rest of it. Uh, all the songs sound great that you've already put up there. So Friday can't come soon enough. Looking forward to seeing you guys live. Are you going to be doing any of the new stuff uh, in front of everybody today when we see you at Pain in the Grass? If you want us to. I might, for, if you guys bust in the Chief Side Sloggers, and that breakdown alone just gives me goosebumps when I first heard it. Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm a New York guy and grew up on bands like Typo Negative. And Where in all, New York are you from? Brooklyn. Really? Yeah. yeah I know I'm from the Bronx. Yes. Go Yankees. Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> then you should thank us. The Mariners give you all your great players over the years. <laughs> you got a point. But it gave me such like a cool typo vibe when like you guys just broke it down in the middle of that song and I was just like, oh man, this is any indication of what we're getting. We're in for a banger of a new record from you guys. And I thank you for uh, being here with us. You're welcome. Thank you. Rob, yeah, Mike from Volbeat. Thank you guys. There you go, Ted. Oh, good work, Steve. Nice work as well. You made it back in time. Just in time. That was impressive. Just in time. <laughs> Oh, hey. oh, hey. Crowd's happy for you. The best is uh, I ran into our coworker, Sean. He's like, you doing all right? I go, no, I'm not. No, I got to go. I, I got to go. And then he's, he is, oh, stall, huh? I go, yeah, it's going to sound like pee, but it's not. <laughs> Why don't we take a break when we come back, Ted? We should talk. Uh, I got a gift for you. Oh, all right. Uh, we should talk a little bit maybe about painting the grass if we've got some time. Yeah, let's talk about it. And also just all the baby insanity yes. that's happening in my life right now, which Whew. is pretty crazy. It's got to be a ton for you. Oh, yes. It's, yes. When the mega cast returns. Tech needs to roll another joint, and Steve needs to stretch. Actually, I have no idea what Steve needs to do, but I'm sure it's pointless. The mega cast will be back. Now break your face off! Introducing the Capital One I Got Hacked card. If you're one of the 100 million people applying for credit but got hacked, you're not alone, obviously. With the I Got Hacked card, you can have your card declined at more than 100,000 businesses. If the hacker in Seattle got your social security number and credit scores, you don't have to worry about what's in your wallet. You might want to call a credit monitoring service and see if you've got any money left at all. Capital One, what's in your hacked account? One of them likes to slam beers, while the other likes to slam sweaty men in the wrestling ring. The mega cast is back. So, Ted, Uncle Ted. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I don't know if you heard this on the BJ and Miggs morning show, uh, but BJ, he uh, inadvertently announced that I'm having a child in December. Right. And for those that are listening to Megacast, 
I mean, you know what the weird thing is? I really did want to time it for next week so that way I could come back on uh, both for the MIGS cast and the Megacast and share the excitement. And right. of course, I'm doing that right now. And I think people in the MIGScast and the Megacast are a little bit more hip to the journey that's been going on over the last several years Sure, of us trying to have kids. There's been times where we didn't do a podcast because, and I didn't really talk about it, but running to a fertility clinic or running to the doctors or it's just been an uphill battle. And we finally gave up hope, I don't know, a little while ago uh, when it came to- um, I feel like it was like, what, like a year ago? You were kind of like, hey, we got to stop talking about it because yeah. it's not happening. Yep. And people keep asking. And people keep asking. And I know their heart's in the right place, but I just hit a point where I'm like, I, please, people, just stop asking me. It hurts. And it really did. Uh, and everybody was really cool. I give everybody that the utmost amount of thank yous and respect for not keep bringing it up. And I know some people probably are curious and maybe have been curious over this time, but I just didn't feel I didn't have it in me anymore. And I was trying my best to stay positive for my wife who was definitely not happy about this. But then, like, internally, I was just, like, a mess about this. Like, it just sucked because that's what we wanted. And it was just like, eh, it may not be happening. And so we tried the IUIs maybe eight, I think eight times, maybe seven times. No luck. IVF we did twice. No luck. And we just finally had a breaking point. And then somebody told my wife, have you thought about trying fertility acupuncture? Never knew what the hell that even was. I was like, all right. And I know, I know like fertility, I mean, acupuncture helps relieve stress. And a lot of people think that the infertility issues might've been because of stress. So my wife's like, sure. That's what I've been telling everybody. Yeah. 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 They did all the stuff. I mean, that's the thing. This sorry, real quick. This is how I tell the story. So obviously people know that, you know, me and you are tight. So I've known for a minute. But I just like, because they're like, they were trying really hard, right? And I go, oh my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. They did all the, te- I don't know all the letters, but they did all of them. They did all the because I's people start the asking, I'm like, I don't know how. But trust me, they did them all. If there was an F in it, they did it. <laughs> including go, the natural F. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Cha-cha. And then I, my dad jokes. Yeah, and then I always said, oh, now they are dad jokes. Well, I don't and, know if an effing joke is a dad joke, but you know what, why not? So they I just always dads. end with, they did all this, this and that. Then she had acupuncture, chilled out. Yeah. It really is true. <laughs> acupuncture. There's like a fertility specialist and it's like Northwest Acupuncture and Associates, I think it's called. There's one in Bellevue, Tacoma, and Seattle. She did the Tacoma office. Four months after, three or four months after doing the acupuncture stuff, for Sunday morning, I remember waking me up, 5 a.m., babe. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 5 a.m. Ted. I know. I'm just, I'm just, that's just funny how these stories go. What? Does this, do you this, want woman? Right? It's 5 a.m. How do you need something already from me? Go bug Ted. He's on the other side of the bed. <laughs> she goes, does this say I'm pregnant? What? Now you're awake. Now I'm like, you got to give me a second. My eyes are way too foggy. I can't read anything at this point. I'm just, too much crust in my eyes. Gives me a couple minutes. I look at him like, sure as that. I'm like, yeah, that looks like a line that says you're positively pregnant. <laughs> then she goes to the store, buys like three more pregnancy tests. All of them show, go to doctors. Long story short, we're now off uh, December. December like 6th, I think, is our expected due date for this little baby girl. Yeah, right December. That you're going to be the uncle of. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we we map it all out, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just wait until we get past like the the danger zone. Yeah, like, of course. When do we want to make a public announcement on on social media? Because you know, if it's not on social media, it didn't happen. 
as my wife learned from her friends and family. Like, they were on her. Like, when are you going to make the post? When are you going to make the post? She's like, I don't know. I don't care about social media. I'll get to it when I get to it. And plus, she also said, I asked her, I'm like, you know, I'm not a guy that, like, is all about my job. And I don't let radio dictate my life. And I'm not defined by what I do. But how about we make the announcement on the air? And can I share the fertility stuff? Because I do think it's going to help some people. Because I know when I saw people post about this stuff, sometimes knowing that you're not alone in an awful situation doesn't make it better, but it helps. Right. Pregnancy is still like not, it's still a tough thing. Yeah. And it's like with miscarriages, right? Yeah. Like it's easy to sit here and go like, yeah, we should talk about them more because they're common, unfortunately, but nobody talks about it. But also like, you're not going to sit around on game night and be like, Talk about misc. You know what I mean? Right. This is the problem with a lot of this pregnancy stuff. Is it's it's like people are held in this like, and I get it because it's so private. But you're right. I think it's nice that you're talking about because there's, I guarantee you, there's somebody listening who is going through it. No, I think about uh, Casey from um, Q13 Fox who used to work there. Yeah, she's part of the morning show. She put up. She she started blogging about it and putting up stories about her fertility issues and or infertility and all that. And and, and it was around the time when we were battling our stuff and. It really did help, and it, it was nice to see that there was a there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel for her. There's a buddy of mine that wrestles. Uh, this guy Travis, he's based in Oakland. He put up a long post about how they finally they were giving up on IUI. It was like their eighth or ninth time, and it worked. And I messaged him. I barely knew him. I'm like, bro, you don't even realize how much that helped me. Thank you for being so open about it because it just helped me know. Okay, we're on this awful journey, and it sucks, and it's depressing us, but there is hope. We just don't know when it's going to happen. It might not never happen, but at least it gives you some kind of glimmer of like, oh, at least we know someone else has been through this journey. And, yeah. And so that's why I shared it because I'm hoping- And then every 19 or 20 year old without a job can just pop them out. Bro, some people just sneeze. I have friends who got a vasectomy and still got his wife pregnant. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, you have- And this is at the height of all of our depression. I have a buddy that has four kids- and his wife had like two or three miscarriages. I mean, it's like oh. a joke. It was like if he just looked at her, she got pregnant. Yeah. Right? And then here we are. We want it. And we can't get can't it. Have it right? And it's killing you us. You got two people. You got jobs. You got, yeah. you got everything set up. I'm telling you, that's how it goes, though. Right. People that don't have anything all set up, boop. I, I'll be walking around. I'll see someone who looks clearly like they're on something or homeless or just not in the best and big ass baby belly. Yeah. They're like, oh, of course she can have a child. Not a problem. She doesn't need to go to reproductive, Seattle reproductive, whatever, and doesn't need to go get shots put in her to trigger things to ovulate. None of that. Yeah. You know, like, doesn't need to go to a collection room to get the the, the, the semen swimming and all. like, none of that. She just gets pregnant. I don't even know what that is. This is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I love how this works out. But that's just how it is. And yeah. honestly, like I told Sid, I'm like, I'm happy in a way because now if there's ever a, 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 a speed bump, Man, no matter what, we're going to be just so happy to have this kid. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? We're just so ready and so excited. So I tell the guys, how about we wait until after pain in the grass to make the big announcement, get past this big hoopla that's pain in the grass, and then we'll make the announcement on the air. I had a fun idea of where I was going to set up that I had an awkward conversation with my parents. Tune in at 817 to hear it. And then it would right. be the conversation with my parents, which I have if you want to hear. I don't know if you've heard it. I have, I've just heard the part of BJ uh, talking about it. Okay, so this was the original plan. All right. Monday or Tuesday next week, I was like, I have an awkward call with my parents. You guys won't believe what it was. It's hilarious. Tune in. T- today it's 817 and we'll play it, right? And then BJ will be like, oh, let's listen to this thing. And this is exactly how I thought. 
Granted, foreshadowing, the way that it all went down was way better. The fact that BJ had a Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm moment and completely spoiled it was way better than what I had planned, so I can't get too mad at him, but this was the original plan. Here's me calling my parents to let them know this is the first time they're going to find out that there are going to be grandparents for the fourth time. My brother's got three kids, but All right. first, first time, time for this time. Yeah, the most important son. Yeah. yeah, the one that's always right. That's right. Thank you. That should follow his gut instincts all the time and never doubt himself. Never. And just pay attention to how quickly, and this is like, I think you'll appreciate it because I think your parents are kind of similar. We love them, but they infuriate us and they drive us crazy. Mm-hmm. Listen to how quickly we get off the topic of this monumental moment in our lives so that they can tell us something so insignificant. Something about parking? It's, it's about on that level. It's about a Broadway play. Mm. Hello? Hey, Mama. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. What's it's going It's nice that Lulu says hi to Yeah. yeah. No, always. What's going on there? Not much. How you doing? Okay, everything good? We have some good news to share with you guys. Oh, tell us, tell us. Uh, you guys are going to be grandparents. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, we're so happy. I keep praying to sing to you and all and hoping things work out nice. good. I never I right. didn't want to ask you. That's such good news. Oh, my goodness. So we went to go see um, Cher. Cher. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> at this moment, I'm like, oh, I looked at Sid. I'm like, and she looks at me. She's like, did did we just get about 20 seconds of sharing our? Would <laughs> you see Cher? <laughs> yes, the Broadway play Cher or whatever the musical. So now it's time for my parents giving us a review of Cher because that's more important than their son having his very first child. It was good. It was good. The songs are great. Oh, the costumes. Costumes were, uh, you know, phenomenal. You know, it's, uh, and you know, you know, Dad, he likes, he likes to watch uh, pretty girls half naked. <laughs> what did Dad say? <laughs> he said he likes to watch girls half naked. Yeah. How do you like that? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Oh my God, this is great. We saw share. It's like, hey, hon, these are my parents, and here's my perverted father. Yeah. Next to watch half-naked ladies dance. But tell us more about this future child that you're about to have. Which everybody's dad and husband and son wants to watch half-naked ladies dance. We just don't talk about it. It's just my dad does not give an app. He doesn't. And that clearly does my mom. No. <laughs> That's what daddy said. But it was a good show. The only thing... The storyline. The storyline. I, I enjoyed Mean Girls better. Okay, we'll talk to you on the weekend. Okay. Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. That's great news. I'm not sure if it's great news that we are having a kid or that Mean Girls is a better play than the Cher musical. I don't doubt that Mean Girls is much better than anything Cher's ever done. Mean Girls was really good. We went with my parents. Did you? Yeah, that's when we went back home. They were like, right. "My mom's like, we got to go see a Broadway play." My wife and I are like, I don't give an f about Broadway plays. And the one that we do kind of want to see, I didn't think my parents would want to see. At least Sid didn't think. And I'm like, screw it. They want to go to a Broadway play with us. Let's tell them which one we want to go to. They keep telling us to tell them, and we picked Mean Girls. Yeah, and they loved it. Have you seen Book of Mormon? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Book of Mormon's awesome. Yeah, that's the only musical I've been to. We saw it here. Oh, and it was great. <clears throat> Yeah, so we went with Mean Girls. I like how we're still... Now we're talking about well, plays. Right, wait a minute. What did they do to us? Now we're talking about musicals. So that was the plan. I thought that'd be a fun, cute way to announce that I'm having a kid in the yeah. middle of also illustrating how hilarious my parents are, right? Yeah. 
So then this happened yesterday morning while we're talking about a story about smart diapers that Pampers are putting out. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, smart technology has gone to a whole new level. Pampers is launching a new line of smart diapers this fall. <clears throat> the diapers can track when your baby pees and will report it to you immediately on your smartphone app. So the diapers, they can't detect when your kid drops a load, but basically, <laughs> you know when it happens. Because you, you immediately go, okay, you can smell it. something you funky's going on You don't need here. a smartphone to tell you it stinks down there. You know what I'm going to do as a gift to you and, and, and your new baby is I'm going to get you these, and I'm gonna, you, you, you'll have what? a yap, and you'll, you'll thank me. What? You'll thank um, me for that. I love how everyone on our show is just like, oh, BJ just had an old man moment. <laughs> Dude. You'll thank uh, me for that. What do you mean? You, you can think it's stupid now. You will thank me for that. I, maybe I will, but I'm not thanking you because... Um, Why? What's the matter? What's your, you you have it's terrible, think, Steve. You know what the best part was? After this reveal happened, then I started talking about the experience with the IVF and all that. Yeah. And my voice was shot. Yeah. So many people are like, I'm in tears right now listening to Steve's voice break as he's trying to explain what happened with him and his wife. And I was like, I didn't have the heart to tell them I'm not crying and I'm not emotional. Like I was once, but I just have a really blown out voice from ring announcing. Oh, they thought you were just all like emotional. A bunch of listeners were saying they were crying listening because they heard my voice cracking as I'm telling the story on the air. Oh man! I was, yeah. So, anyways, long story short, you can hear the whole thing on the to- on the podcast. <laughs> BJ blew it. <laughs> we give him a hard time. My favorite part of the whole thing is like, first you blow, you spoil Gray's anatomy, and now you spoil my announcement of my first child. Thank Just you, BJ. Don't be too mean to BJ. I had an Uber driver. Didn't like it. Didn't like what? <laughs> he was just like, "You're Ted Smith." I was like, "Yeah." It was. I was going over to Bellevue, so we were chit chatting for a while. Yeah. And he goes, you know, me and BJ are like the same age. Sometimes I don't know if I like that they pick on him. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> I was trying to be I like, mean, you listen to this clip and then you understand why. Yeah, right? I was yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. They like him. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. But, I, but I just remember sitting in the back of that Uber. I go, I'm going to bring that up to Steve. I love it. Guess. Dude, the hardest part, and I kind of now really do wish I waited till after Pain in the Grass. Look, I'm really happy to talk to people about this because I'm excited, right? Yeah. I'm not necessarily excited to talk to drunk people who want to give me parenting advice when I don't even have a child yet. Yeah, okay. So this is how today kind of started. Number one, I said, Steve, I'm dying. Like I, I could be dying. <clears throat> Number two is... Still a trooper here yeah, for the Megacast. Right? Uh, I was like, people keep congratulating me. And like, look, I, me and Steve are very good friends. I'm very happy for him and his wife. Yep. I know the struggle they went through. But I'm a single dude... That's 38. Like, kids just aren't really my thing. Right. Right? So, like, I'm excited, but I'm not going to be like, oh, my. And no offense, but I'm not a chick. <laughs> right? And we, Steve and I have had this conversation. So, you're not planning a baby shower for me? I know. But, like, I feel like people with kids are real aggressive. Like, well, you got to be as fired up as I am. Right. And it sounds harsh, but it's like, is it just because now Steve has to deal with some of the misery that you guys do that it's like, oh, you got it? Like, I, 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 again, and I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah. And uh, so I was just laughing this morning. Somebody else was like, oh, congratulations, Ted. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, like, all right, man. Like, I, I don't know what to say. And there's no nice way to be like, no. Because then they're like, well, I can't believe you hate Steve like that. Right? They're like, why do you hate? I was like, I don't hate kids. I'm actually very good with kids. When right. I'm around them, I'm like, it's fine. Right. Like, I mean, but I'm not going to make it a point be like, Ted, we need to have a play date with me and my kid and you. You know right? what I mean? Like, that's just like, I, luckily, I think because I'm having a kid at such a, a a later stage in my life, being in my 40s, that I at least still remember life in the 30s 
and the fact that I did not give an F about anyone else's kid. Like, I was happy they had a kid. Yes. But I don't care. I don't want to go to you. I still cringe. Like, sometimes, look, I love my wife and all of her friends are awesome. But I'm just, I don't care about going to kids' birthday parties. I go because, like, you look, she puts up with my stupidity. Not that that's stupid. But, like, you know, my wrestling stuff, my like music stuff, whatever. Like she's willing to be cool with whatever it is that I like to do extracurricular wise. So who am I to be like, no, I won't spend quality time with you while there's children present, you know? Yeah. Like I have buddies that have a kid that's like one. Right. And it's fine. Like she comes like the right. kid comes over and stuff. And like, I, you know, I'm good with it. I'll say hi and whatever. Right. But like, you're not going to catch me being like, you oh, give, give me the baby. I got to hold the baby. Right. I need it. I need it. Hello. Who's the cute baby? Now, what do you think? You got a puppy. <laughs> Same way. Right. I'm, I'm probably always going to be more excited to see a puppy than I am a child. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, of course. And then, so, like, yeah, I'm walking around. As the night goes on, the drunker people get. And, dude, it was awesome. Everywhere. People were yelling, congrats, Steve. Oh, it was awesome, but it was kind of exhausting. Yeah. Because I'm having the same exact conversation with, like, dozens and dozens of people. But then it's, like, the drunk people that want to give you parenting advice. And it was just one guy. It's like, I'm going to be real with you. It starts telling me right, all this stuff. Right? And I'm just like, all right, man, cool. And I know his heart's in the right place. So then I ask what I thought was an innocent question. I'm like, so how old's your kid? I don't have any kids. And I'm like, what? what? Why, why are you now giving me kids advice? How's he giving you kid advice if he doesn't have any? Because well, at one point he was a kid. Is that what he said? No. Oh. I didn't, like- there was no follow-up question, Ted. It was, right on, my man. Oh, crap. I got to go do an interview backstage. Yeah, that's insanity. And that was basically code for, I got to get the F out of there. Yeah. You can't give advice on children when you don't have any. And, 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 and Right. Why would you? Because he's drunk. And he heard it in the morning. So It was a talk of pain in the grass. Everyone, I can't believe BJ did that. I'm like, are you mad at him? I'm like, no. It was way better than anything I had planned. Yeah, it worked out. It was great. It was super fun. It was a mo- it was a moment that we'll never forget on BJ and Migs. Yeah. It was super great. Uh, I have a gift for you, speaking of pain in the grass. All right, all right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Matt. He's a police officer. Oh, yeah. He oh, goes, nice. Bum, ba-dum, bum. Nice. We got badged up again. Every year at Pain in the Grass, our friend Matt will give us a King County Sheriff Junior Deputy sticker. How many years in a row have we been getting those from him now? I got to imagine like five. At least, right? Yeah. He's an awesome dude. Matt, shout out to you. I know that you're not going to be here on Friday and Saturday, so he wanted me to pass these along. All right. He gave us a couple. So you, I was going to give it to you on Saturday, but I figured I might forget. So let me give it because we might not be sober because <laughs> I'm not driving. Shout out to Lion Pride Party Bus. We'll be taking that down to Pain in the Grass on Saturday, and Ted and I are having a slumber party. Yes. Gotta By the way, that. I wish we had talked about this beforehand. What happened? I don't know. I have not heard confirmation yet. Oh, I talked with Levi yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know if it's happening here, but he says he's completely cool with making it happen for you and I. Oh. So it might happen with the station. All right. And I told Castle that, but if it doesn't happen, we'll still make it happen. Nice. All right. That was my worry. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we're good. All right. Uh, Matt, also, man, I know you got a tough trip this weekend, but, you know. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And one last thing. If you're ever going to fart in public, do it at Pain in the Grass, especially towards the evening. I had something embarrassing to me. I was it a bad fart? Like, it was an awful fart. And I'm talking to a bunch of people, and finally somebody just goes, what is that smell? And someone else, and I'm like about to be mortified, because usually I'll own up to it, but I was yeah. like, this one's really bad. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, right? Just a silent but deadly? Oh, awful. 
Uh, it wasn't even silent, but it was loud there, so no one can hear it. All right. And then someone turned in immediately and goes, yeah, man, that happens here at White River. Because of the manure. Yes. Good call. In the evening time, it always smells like farts. And so my, before, I was about to own it, and I go, yeah, man, I hate this time of the night. <laughs> so... If you're ever going to fart at White River, wait till the end and just let them fly because somebody will blame it on the, the cow poop that flies farted through night. the air. God, that's metal. Slipknot show and we farted at night. That's the name of today's episode. Fart, fart at, at night. night. All right, Ted, I know you have right, to go poop again, huh? I, did you just, my stomach just made another like, <laughs> God damn it. Well, Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted's going to be 10 pounds less by the end of this day. Nice. We can dehydrate it. Good. We'll go shirtless on Saturday at Pain in the Grass. Yeah, all right. Be on the lookout for us. Shout out to uh, Stevie, oh, our yeah. Packers fan. He sent I me saw a, him last Saturday. Sent me a direct message on Twitter. He's like, I'm in Section 203. So I try and get to Section 203 where the wheelchairs are because, as, if you haven't heard, Stevie has bat- battled diabetes and lost, lost his leg. Um, so I went to look for him. But I go into the sections and there's like a, it's impossible to get to the wheelchair section from where I went. All right. So I go, I might go around. Now I'm in the executive suite part. And All right. I see him, but now there's no way to get to him from that. So I had to have this like awkward give him a hug. Oh, from below? From, from below the gate. And his friend's like, what the hell's going on? Is, is Stevie about to lift this guy into our section? What's happening? But Stevie, man, it was awesome seeing you. Uh, I, of course, caught him, though, during Behemoth set. And Behemoth set, and I, I know that he was really digging him, so I didn't want to bug him for too long. Yeah, that yeah. looked loud. Oh, Gojira was so loud. Was it? And they were amazing. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Saturday be a blast. Go poop, Ted. Yeah, man. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Sorry. <laughs> it's more like this. <laughs> you know, Burt's Bees makes a... You know what, Steve? Real quick, before we end, you announced you had a pregnancy, and I've been in the baby section looking for... Diaper rash stuff, because I've been wiping so much. There we go. Full circle. Check my registry.